Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today on our program, we have Ashley. Ashley, pronounce your last name for me. Nashliness. Nashliness. Okay. <laughs> so Ashley, I'm, I'm actually at your apartment. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad to have you on the program. So tell me a little bit about yourself, um, why you're in Ames, uh, what you study at Iowa State, anything else you want to add. Okay. So uh, right now I am in the process of completing my doctorate degree in educational psychology. I'm actually in the process of uh, writing some of the beginning chapters of my dissertation and so I'm kind of going through that joy but um, I came here initially to pursue a degree in chemistry in 2010 I moved here and I um, completed my bachelor my excuse me masters of uh, chemistry and computational chemistry in 2013 um, and then I was in chemistry education and I realized through that process that there were some um, austere challenges with accessing graphical information that not only I was facing, but that others in the blind and visually impaired community were facing, not only with chemistry, but Uh with uh, other uh, science and math related realms as well. And so that really steered me, um, interestingly enough, into... Uh, away from the hardcore chemistry into education pertaining to all STEM fields. Hmm. Yeah, I wondered how you got from chemistry to the education. So that explains it. That's that's great. Um, so you do you go to Cornerstone or you just come to Cornerstone Bible Study? Um, I just come to Cornerstone Bible Study, but I enjoy it a lot. I really do. I feel like I've um, met some wonderful people and I... Um, like I said, I'm very glad that my aunt had introduced me uh-huh. to the Cornerstone Bible study. Um, you feel more connected since you're kind of at a same table every week and... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, uh, the ladies that I sit at the table with, we have a sort of a routine and I'm a routine person as you'll probably figure out, <laughs> um, once we, um, continue to converse, but, um, well, actually... Uh, go to dinner um, at different places uh-huh. and then we'll after dinner go to Bible study and it's nice because it kind of gives us time to converse a little bit about the, the readings but also about how our days are going and right it's nice and one thing we haven't said that our listeners don't know is you're blind yes and that's why I you am. had an interest <laughs> in the realm of um, helping people with disabilities so um Tell me about that. Tell me about your blindness. And I think I asked you earlier, but you can tell our listeners, have you always been blind? And do you feel different than others because of your disability? Uh, So yes, I've always been blind. I was born with a condition called optic nerve hypoplasia. So the nerves um, that uh, are, anyway, the nerves that connect messages from the eyes to the brain and back are uh, too small um, mine are at least, to do that function. So um, I have minimal light perception. And actually, 
uh, my parents didn't figure that out until about three months into my lifetime. Huh. They had made faces and done, you know, goofy, nonverbal yeah. yeah. things that most babies react to. I didn't react to any of those. But the doctors didn't suspect anything? Well, my parents didn't really take me to any eye doctors until they figured out that something wasn't right. So, But when you were a newborn? When I was a newborn. They didn't, they didn't suspect anything. Oh, okay. No. okay. They thought everything was normal. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very interesting. So because you were born blind, maybe, you know, you don't know any other way. So do you feel different or do you feel really like just like everybody else? I, even though I know that my blindness is, is a unique um, characteristic, I don't feel different from anybody else. I was raised to believe that I'm, you know, the same, have the same, you know, characteristics, capabilities. Um, I'm just the same as everyone else. Uh-huh. Obviously, because you've done very well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So when I met you, Ashley, um, I was amazed that you lived alone. And you came to a strange city in school all by yourself, I think, uh, in 2010. Um, have you always been confident? You kind of said your parents built that into you. They did. They did. Um, so I was, I feel like confidence was instilled in me at a young age. My dad was a very good athlete. And in his high school and college days, he was a football player. And he kind of thought that he, that, you know, we needed to be confident and well-rounded. And so he, you know, really pressed that. If we were going to do something, for example, um, I chose swimming as a sport. My brother chose uh, baseball as a sport. You know, uh -huh. his um, sense was, you know, you joined it. You've got to give it 110%. You know, really, it's what you're here on earth to do. To, right. And, and be confident in what you do is the other thing that both he and my mom instilled in us. Uh -huh. And so... Um, do you just have brothers? I do have one brother. Okay. Yep. And um, so I actually, you know, went a lot of places when I was young because I had chosen to swim at a level um, that allowed me to do that. So right. I... Um, you know, starting when I was 13 and, and on up, I mean, I, I started swimming when I was 10. So I uh -huh. swam for about 11 years. Uh -huh. And I, um, the various national and international uh -huh. disability meets in the Paralympics. So, you know, as a 16, 17 year old kid, I was going uh -huh. to Colorado Springs training with the, you know, the national team, huh. the elite team, the Paralympic team. That's amazing. I had no idea that you did that. That's, oh, that's really a, a neat story. Yeah, do you still swim? Um, I still do swim uh, about two days a week, and I uh, run on on my elliptical. Yeah, four days a week. Where do you go so. to swim? Uh, Ames Racket and Fitness over on Stang. It's the only mm -hmm. one that has a pool. Mm -hmm. How do you get to those places? Um, there's a public transit system called Dial a Ride uh -huh. that I use, uh -huh. and I it's a door to door service. So I'll take that. It's um, free of charge since I'm a student mm -hmm. and uh it works it works great for me that's yeah that's a great thing that Ames has yeah it is I agree so um we talked before but all of us have some practical questions that we don't know because we're not blind so um you always look like even today you look really cute and put together how oh, thank how you. does that <laughs> how do you know how to coordinate outfits jewelry how does that work when you can't see them um actually a few things so 
uh, my mom and I sort of have this, uh, we, we designed this system where I would build, uh, we, we put ironed labels into my clothes. So for okay. example, I don't know if I can move this, but uh -huh. um, if you see back here, there's a, yeah. a label that's yes. a, a tag. I do. And on that tag is a, is a, a barcode label that I order from a, a company that sells them for blind and visually impaired people. And then... And the um, label does what? So the label then, what I do with that is it's a blank tag at first. And I use what's called, uh, it's, a, it's a scan gun. And I aim the scan gun at this label. And I can record whatever I want on it. So this would say like gray, white house, black market, long shawl. Sweater, okay. And I, I can customize those labels. So... Every, yep, my, my clothes are labeled in that way, and my mom and I worked so that I could record, um, custom, custom record, you know, the color. She'd tell me the color, the brand, and the um, clothing article. So you have help putting together outfits. You kind of pre-plan it. Pre-plan it, yeah. So we, we did that, and then also for my jewelry, um, we have these tackle boxes that you can get at, like, uh, any... You know, you can get them at, I'm, I'm not sure, maybe, you know, Lowe's, Home uh -huh. Depot, things like that. And people usually use them for fishing. Well, what I use them for is jewelry storage. So that is that is so interesting to me. Do people with disabilities, they know these things? Or how do you, how did you learn these things? Did your parents? My parents did. Yeah, uh -huh. my, my, my mom actually thought of it, and I thought it was a brilliant idea. Um, there wasn't really anything out there. You know, but I'm a kind of girl who likes to, you know, I mean, I think for anybody in the blind community, you're already sort of, you know, self-conscious uh -huh. as to whether you look put together or not. And the last thing you want to do is walk out the right. door looking like you don't know how to dress because you're blind. That's sort of a, So yeah. you point a scan gun at the tag mm -hmm. and then you see what it is. Correct. And then how do you do the jewelry? Jewelry is sort of the same way. I uh, so what we did was we we um, we we taped uh, these same barcode labels that I got from for my clothes uh -huh. onto these tackle boxes for the jewelry. So we'd figure out figured out one weekend or took a few weekends to do it. Uh -huh. What jewelry sets go in uh, the different uh, bins? Okay. So some of the bigger bins had entire sets, um, you know, that went together, and some uh -huh. of the smaller bins have individual. Um, and it, entities like necklaces, bracelets, um, things like that, you know. Uh -huh. And so, um, in addition to that, um, system, thank goodness for FaceTime. So, oh, I'll okay. actually, t like yesterday, last night, I FaceTimed my mom and I said, Hey mom, um, you know, because she'd helped me put that outfit together, this, uh -huh. this one particularly, right. um, last year. And so I kind of remembered it from from last year and I said can you look at this and let me know whether it matches this is what I think you know yeah. one of the outfits we put together and she's like yep yep we and we actually kind of have a routine <laughs> going uh -huh. back to the um my uh obsession with routines and we try to do that almost every night sometimes it doesn't work but when it uh -huh. does it's I tell you what it's a godsend yeah 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 thank goodness for uh phones with that on it you know <laughs> and computers yep. Um, so do you, have you shared that method with other people? It's a, it's a great method. Like the thing that your mom thought about with the codes and the, 
scan gun. And well, I mean, I haven't, like, publicized it, yeah. you know, on Facebook, Twitter, you uh-huh. know, things like that. But if people ask, yeah. I, I'll let them know what I, yeah. how I go about it. Yeah, what a great idea. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So, you're a student. So, how do you retain all the information you need to be, especially a doctoral student? I know you're doing some research. Um, so, do you have a, just a really highly developed auditory memory? Or do you type and record things and it can read back to your new view? So you have a little machine here you're showing me. Yeah, so it's, you know, through a combination of, of technologies and, you know, communicating with people like normally sighted people communicate with one another. I uh-huh. communicate with, with people also. Okay. Um, so talking about the um, existing technologies, uh, you know, I have a, a laptop. I actually have two, one, one Windows, one Mac. And, okay. Um, so whichever one I decide to use, it's both, you know, fine because each one of them has a screen reader on it. Okay. So that screen reader um, will read whatever's on the, the screen out loud, huh. um, you know, in a, in a synthesizer yeah. voice. So, right. you know, it'll read what I type as well as, you know, what's the output that's on the screen. And, e. I mean, it can, you know, check, I can check emails, I can... I can do about anything a normally sighted person can do. So do you that. take notes and then uh, review them with the screen reader? Um, actually, one th- the the way I take notes is with a machine called a Braille note, which is okay. what you see here. Right, right. So it's um, so much smaller than I thought it would be. Oh yeah, it it is small. It's like a a personal. It's a basically a PDA for the blind. Um, huh. So with this thing, I can you know. Send emails, receive emails. Uh-huh. Um, record it's like things, the size of a for the notes. listeners. It's like the size of a big bread pan, maybe, but flat. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a good way to describe mm-hmm. it. I w- yeah, so it's very small. So tell me what you do with it. It's a. Uh, I take notes on it. I can okay. send emails on it. I can record on it. I can. Um, so it's it's like a little mini laptop, mm-hmm. but that produces. Uh, braille cell or you know braille right and each of the keys has a braille character on yep, it yeah that's fascinating to me so do you have a really advanced auditory memory though can you remember a lot of things when you hear them um yeah i mean it's it's sort of a technique that i've learned to you know build to compensate for the the yeah. uh, sight deficiency right so um i wouldn't say it's abnormal i wouldn't say it's you know, it is unique because, you know, it's sort of a, a method that I have had in other uh, totally blind or, you know, mm-hmm. um, some people with lack of visual acuity have had to develop mm-hmm. in order to compensate for what they don't have. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. God gives us senses and some part of the brain has to take over when one part isn't mm-hmm. working um, as it should. So you talked about dial ride to get places that you want to go. But how about when you travel? Like, when you travel to these swim meets, do you still travel, like, in, you know, America or even out of the country? It's, I mean, it's been a while since I've been out of the country, but, you know, I, I mean, it didn't phase me to fly on planes by myself. In fact, when I would, you know, fly from uh, Omaha, mm-hmm. near where I live, 
uh, near where my family's from to Notre Dame, it wasn't a big deal. I mean, my mom would take me to the airport and she'd drop me off mm -hmm. and, you know, off I'd be. And How do you find like your next, uh, like a connecting flight or do you just have people at the airport help? Well, there are um, assistants uh -huh. that go, that are at the gate. And okay, so okay. We would have to contact those assistants. Uh huh. To, you know, for me to get from one gate to another. They're, so, yeah. you seem really confident, like, and independent. Are you ever scared being in a new place? Like, I won't know where to go. I won't know anybody. Um, I feel like that, and I can see. <laughs> well, you know, like, I, I mean, in, in, um, in addition to the Paralympics, I've also been to a lot of places around the country. I've, uh, so... As far as other cities that I've been in, I actually worked at some NASA internships. Um, oh, you one did. In, How yeah, fascinating! Yeah, Belt, Maryland, and okay. one in uh, near the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh huh. And um, you know, just like anything else, those were the same experiences as you know that the Paralympics are being here. I would say I don't necessarily feel scared. Um, Sometimes I can be a little weary. I want to make sure that I'm paying attention uh -huh. to what's going on around me. Right. But I don't see a reason to be um, fearful. fearful of who is around or uh -huh. what's, you know, might I not have a, a way to get around or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, like I said, it sort of goes back to the um, mantra of when there's a will, there's a way. Right. I agree. So is there anything, you live alone here in this apartment? I do. Is there yeah. anything that's a struggle living alone and being blind? Um, I would say, I mean, there, there are some, some challenges, but I just, it's, you know, sort of a, a learning curve. Uh, my, my, uh, when we first, when I first moved in here, my parents and I had to figure out, okay, you know, the microwave, the stove, right, right. the, uh-huh. How do we label And I see you have labels on them. Yep. Uh, yep. So we Braille. did Braille labeling on those. And, you know, I I don't know. I mean. Groceries. How do groceries, you get groceries? Yeah. The way I get groceries is, thank goodness, for online delivery. Yeah. So I send uh -huh. mine in online. I call the, I, you know, made sure that I developed a good relationship with the manager at yeah. the store. Uh -huh. Anyway, I kind of know what I like. And yeah. It's usually a pretty similar list every week, and I make sure I, I ask, you know, the grocery employees to let me know, you know, when it, sure. it's a he or she uh -huh. at the door. And um, what they'll do is they'll read the dates uh -huh. um, of expiration. I'll ah, write them down. Of course. And I'll, uh, you know, we'll organize them uh -huh. in a certain way in my fridge. So Before Internet, how, how would you have done that? Somebody would have just gone with you? Um. I mean, well, before internet, there was the phone, right? Right, and you're right. So I right. probably would have been able to uh -huh. read the list off uh -huh. and have someone write it, write That's it true. down. That's um, true. Yeah, and you know, some I I know of people who have gone to the grocery store and had either employees or people that they know help them. Uh -huh. um, but I feel like with you know being alone and taking a bus system, it's more efficient for me to right do the online right. rather than very convenient <laughs> getting groceries, getting on the bus, come mm -hmm. carrying bags off the bus, you know. Mm -hmm. so. Right. So I sent you this question, so maybe you've thought about it. What has God taught you about himself through your blindness? 
And that's something I have been thinking about. Um, I feel like God has taught me so much that it's hard to put into words. Um, but if I were to put anything, if I were to put any words to it, uh, I think it's that, you know, God is awesome. People talk about walking by faith and not uh -huh. by sight. Yeah, and you can relate to that. I can relate to that. Uh -huh. um, you know, I, and I think, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, there have been, you know, like any other person, I've had some high times and some low times. Right. And I think in the low times where I felt that you know, it was hard for people to understand the situation I was in or it was hard for the normally sighted uh -huh. populace to understand what it would be like to be totally blind, mm -hmm. God was who I could go to. Jesus Christ mm -hmm. was who I could go to to talk and say, wait a minute, what's... and. You know, I heard him speaking and saying, you know what, Ashley, I understand. I know what it's like. Huh. I made you. Right. And I made you like that on purpose. Yep. Huh. I would agree. He is amazing. I love it that he can meet us exactly where we're at. Do you ever feel left out in the church because things are actually geared toward sighted people? I mean, we don't have Braille signs in our church. And is there, you know, what's a way we could do better at ministering to those with disabilities? Not just the blind, but deaf people, people, you know, with other disabilities. You know, I think the big thing is communication. Huh. I do. Um, because, so, you know, I'm one example of, of, of blindness. There are, you know, several more examples of, of people who are blind. And with the technology that's out there now, um, there's... Uh, quite a few ways to, you know, make people with disabilities feel at home in the church. I can't speak on behalf of deafness because I, I don't know enough yeah. about the technology uh -huh. that's available there. Uh, but as far as being totally blind, the church I attend, um, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh -huh. um, you know, I've, I've done readings um, at that church before and I've had you know I've had it where people will send me an email with the, 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 the main leader of that time would send me an email with the Bible verse or the reading, the reading. and you know it would be an attachment and um, I would what I would do is I would transfer the attachment from my laptop mm -hmm. to a hard drive to my braille note and oh, I would okay. put the braille note on the podium and, and read from the oh. Wow. Read from it, and then I would, you know, close it up after I was yeah. done. And so I think, you know, I don't, um, as far as Cornerstone goes, I don't know if there would be a possibility of, for example, making uh, materials uh, accessible through, you know, scanning and putting online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It would be one way. Yeah, because when yeah. you joined the Bible study, you could get the, the book we were reading, Pilgrim's Progress, as an audiobook. But we had a specific study guide, and mm -hmm. there was no way to really make that an audiobook. And so one of your table members actually scanned that so you yes. could have your and computer read it to you. Yes. But Cornerstone doesn't didn't have the technology for that, and so that's a great that's a great idea to incorporate more of that type of thing into our uh, thought pattern when maybe offering studies and things, or even the sermon. You know, do people treat you differently? Like, do they try to baby you or? take care of you because you're blind? Um, you know, I think it depends on the individual. And honestly, I think it sort of kind of depends on their upbringing. Huh. So if they were, you know, maybe if they were brought up to treat people with disabilities as babies or as, as people that need all the help in the yeah. world, uh -huh. you know, that's probably how, they would how treat they're going to 
how they're going to see me. And if I understand for people who've never been around somebody with a disability before, it's awkward. They mm -hmm. don't know how to mm -hmm. act, mm -hmm. you know, and. But you're very, your parents did a great job because you're very socially adept and fit in well, and there's no real awkwardness. Even when I first met you, you seem to really have social graces. And so people would forget that you were blind very easily. Oh, thank you. I really take that as a, as a huge compliment. I do. And, and um, I can let my parents know that too. Cause they're... Yeah. What an advantage they gave you in life. They didn't say you're handicapped. They said, hey, we're going to, this is you. And you're going to be just uh, as successful as the next girl because we're going to tell you that you're confident and, and we believe in you. So they did a great job. Oh, thank you. They did. They, yeah. um, you know, they, you know, they, they, they really made the perfect combination of, I'm trying to think of the right words here. Tough love is what I'm coming up with, but that's not, it's, it's not exactly how I want to say it because, you know, they, they raised us to be confident and strong and to believe that we could do anything but they also gave us the blueprints uh -huh. for how to be confident how right. to be strong you uh -huh. know to believe that christ is your savior and uh -huh. and, and they didn't let you on. feel sorry for yourself no they didn't yeah that's such a great legacy they've passed on to you oh thank you would you like to you know like i said you seem to have such freedom and joy and you don't seem to be bound by your life your attitude is such that you know you are you do believe god made you like this for a purpose and so sometimes when people have disabilities and i've met them they are constrained by them and the 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 disability is burdensome and it mm -hmm. makes them a victim but you don't have any of that and so would you be comfortable praying for women who who feel maybe even not even by a physical disability but by um, something they can't accomplish, they can't accomplish, or maybe even a problem in their life, they feel constrained and burdened. Um, can you? Would you like to pray for those women? Yeah. You know, people will listen to this and they'll say, "Well, how does she find that wholeness and contentment in the Lord?" When I can see, and I can't even seem to find joy. You know. Mm -hmm. And so, sure. How about I start out, and then you end up? Does that sound like a plan? That here? works. All right. Um, God, you are awesome, and um, there's so many things about you that we can't even begin to make a list because that list would fill more books than have ever been made. And so thanks for making each one of us fearfully and wonderfully made, and thanks for designing us exactly as you planned. And Lord, I thank you so much for Ashley. You designed her perfectly, and you had a plan for her life, and she has run after that with gusto. And thanks for her example, because so many women, I think, get stuck in their circumstances and let that determine their life and their goals. And so Thanks for her example to other women. Thanks for her joy and her contentment and her confidence. And thanks for teaching her really early that you're with her and you're walking with her and you're going to stay with her and you made her exactly as you wanted to. Thanks for her parents who raised her so well um, to know you and to trust you and to tell her that she could live a really successful life. So God, we thank you for your power in us. We thank you for our ability just to go to you and ask you for help when we are having struggles. And God, thanks for being our savior and our anchor. All right, God. Um, and to, to a springboard off of that, you know, I, you know, I really think a lot about 
people who, and I feel sorry for people who, who see disability as a constraint. You know, I, I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know their situations, God, but I know that you know them. And I know that you are able to help them through what they need to be helped through. And I pray that those women who feel constrained by disability, whether it be physical, mental, imagined, that, you know, they find the grace and the courage and the strength to come to you and pray about it and, and talk openly with you. And it's a, sometimes it's a hard thing to do. I can identify with that. But, you know, God, it's, you know, it's, you're there. You'll listen. And they need you. And thank you for being there for them and for myself and for every one of us who needs you. Amen. Thanks yes. so much, All Ashley. Right. This was such an interesting interview. There's so many things that we don't know about people with disabilities, but we're kind of afraid to ask. And so thanks for being so open and honest about all of your answers and just for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Tori. I am glad to have joined you and it was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?